Welcome to Blondie and the Brit, Writing, Publishing, and Beyond. You can find our show notes and more information about our podcast at blondieandbrit.com. That's B-L-O-N-D-I-E-A-N-D-B-R-I-T.com. Welcome to Blondie in the Brit podcast. I am Blondie, KJ Waters. And I'm Suzanne Cowman, I'm the Brit. And together we're Blondie in the Brit. Yay! Woohoo! I am the author of Stealing Time. And I'm the author of the Rejected Writers Book Club. Welcome to Blondie and the Brit. Today is just me, KJ Waters. Suzanne is off writing her next book in Seattle. Um, today, I'm so excited to bring to you Linda Brody. We interviewed her uh, about a year and a half ago. And today, we're talking to her. She's just uh, heard about being a finalist in the National Reader's Choice Awards with her book, To Catch a Texas Star. She is a USA Today and New York Times bestselling author, and she's just put out her 24th historical Western romance books and has a bunch of other short stories and anthologies. And she is the finalist this year, or 2018, for the National Reader's Choice Award for her book, To Catch a Texas Star. She was also named Writer of the Year by the Texas High Plains Writers Organization. 2018, she was also a finalist in the Beverly for the Heart of Texas Cowboy. And 2016, the finalist in the Maggie Contest for Texas Mail Order Bride. And there's uh, there's such a long list, I can't get to them all. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Um, I always love talking to you. <laughs> Me too. We have good times. Yes, we do. And mm-hmm. and one of the things I love about Linda so much is she's just such a genuine person. I, I think that comes through in her mm-hmm. writing as well. And people just flock to you. I feel like the last interview we had, I you just opened up to us. So I'm excited. Yeah. This is this is exciting <laughs> oh, for me to just to kind of hear what's going on with yeah. you. So tell us I'll about this award. <laughs> yeah, catch me up. Tell okay. us about your award. What okay. a big deal this is, and how hard it is to get into um, the finals. I'm a finalist um, in the in the National Reader's Choice, um, and this is a national um, a deal, and so many entries. It's it's very hard to get noticed, much less become a finalist. But uh, I did win win this uh, back in 2004 with the cowboy who came calling. But and I've been trying ever since to yeah. to uh, get close again. So maybe this is my this is year. Year, that's your year. So tell me a little bit about the story. What is the story that has caught so much attention with this award? It's about a girl um, who was one in a poker game um, back when uh, she was when she was a baby. She is now grown up. And she knows nothing about her past. Uh, the people who have raised her that she loves dearly, uh, she thinks they are her parents. And it devastates her when she discovers the secret. Then she has to figure out what to do next because everything she, she believed about herself has been a lie. Right. Now, I remember we talked about this in the last podcast, and this is a story that's near yes. and dear to your heart because yeah. tell the. I tell think that moves to Catch a Texas Star was just out there. I think it was. And it, yeah, so. But there's a really interesting story behind it. So yeah. remind yeah. our listeners. 
Okay, this was inspired by a true story from my childhood. The girl that I played with um, when I was young, I found out that she had been one in a poker game, and the people she was living with were not her parents, and she was so devastated. I still remember how she cried. She would tell me that one day when she, when she got big, she was going to go find her real parents and, and ask them why they couldn't love her. I, I kept that, I kept that promise, I think. Um, I, I did give her a happy ending that I told her I would. Good. Uh, That's great. (laughs) Even though it's in fiction, so. I guess it counts. <laughs> How many people um, can get a writer to write them the story they wish they had? You know, what a blessing for her oh, to yeah. have that. Yeah. And if it mm. wins this national award, I mean, that's oh, even yeah. more of a gift, yeah. right? Right? Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So tell me about the time period that you're setting this series in. You were talking about late 1800s? This series, um, it begins in, in the 1870s and, uh, it ends up in 1883. And it, this is such a unique time period in our history because the nation was still trying to be settled. It was still raw. There were few lawmen in certain areas. Uh, sometimes you could go 500 miles without seeing a lawman and, so there were such opportunities for people who <laughs> wanted to live outside the law. Yeah, but also, it allowed a man to be, he could be an outlaw, and the next day he could be a lawman. <laughs> That's true, uh, you can't do that. No. on the situations, yeah, yeah he, could, he could be a lawman, then he could turn back to, to an outlaw, which was what... Wider did, uh, he, when he left Tombstone, he ran in the night because he was wanted and he was wanted for murder and so he ended his life as a, as an outlaw. Yeah. Yeah. It it was just such a strange period with so many, uh, Doc Holiday and, Mm -hmm. and so many of those outlaw lawmen, uh, they, they was, didn't have communication. That was the big thing. No That's communication. And nobody could check and see you on That's your, true. check your story. So you could be so, what you want. Yeah. Create yourself yeah. and recreate you yourself for oh, the next yeah. time. Oh, that's oh, fascinating. Yeah. And as a writer, that's oh, gives yeah. you such freedom. Yeah. So in my outlaw series, these men really aren't outlaws, but they are considered that that they are because they took justice into their own hands right. and and but when there was no one around was no law within five or five or six hundred miles they had to yeah they right. had to situations yeah. circumstances they just took their own justice uh, however they could because that that was all they could do that was yeah. the only option uh, or be killed so. Yeah. It's fascinating. I'm actually doing, uh, mm-hmm. I'm doing the third book in the Stealing Time series, Killing Time, and I take oh, my yeah. character back to oh, 1872 yeah. Texas. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. post-Civil War, 
And you had outlaws, Jesse James uh-huh. and Frank yeah. James. And yeah. um, they, it was a similar thing, although the East Coast was pretty settled at that point. But in Texas, uh-huh. you still had Native Americans. Oh, in yeah. And they were yes. being squeezed out of their territory oh, yeah. and they were fighting back yeah. because this is the place they'd always lived. So yeah. east a little bit. Yeah. So it's a great time to write. It's, yeah. So much turmoil oh, that so much. we're intrigued by because we're all so safe. I'm sure the settlers weren't too in, intrigued by it, but <laughs> no. But I mean, you think um, about was scary. who were the people that were brave enough to go oh, there yeah. and be on the frontier oh, yeah. like that. I mean, it's yeah. like, the dangers, yeah. and it's not like you're going to call for help. No, there is no, no help. There's no help. You are your me. help. Yes, <laughs> you and yourself. You and yourself, uh, and uh, yeah. So it's yeah. It, I think it's kind of need to yeah. Both so I love writing this series, and yeah. and also outlaws were the original bad boys. That's true. They that were we the originals. All and fell in love with that. Is we an love bad boys. So this was the start of them. Oh yeah. Oh, I love that. That's a good point. Uh, uh, Fantastic. All right. Well, I'm so glad that you shared that with you. So I think that's a that adds just a, a, another layer. You've got the the intrigue between the characters and all the romance and the difficulties but then you have this layer uh-huh, of the setting uh-huh. that is so rich and the danger and, the danger yeah. and i mean just yeah. right now we live in the west and there's danger with snakes and tornadoes we were oh, talking yeah. about that earlier <laughs> dust storms and all these oh, things yeah. that happen but that's yeah. tiny compared to what oh, yeah. your characters were dealing with so. yeah yeah i love it I do too. I love the historical fiction. I so. do too. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's uh, fascinating stuff. Uh-huh. Tell us what you're working on now. You have a new book with deadlines and all kinds of obstacles oh, thrown in your way. As they tell us as writers, you need obstacles to create tension. Uh, well, you've got that in real life. Oh, yeah. This book. I wish I didn't have so many. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of uh, drowning under them, but. Um, I just released my 24th book called um, Saving in the Mail Order Bride. So that just came out in April. I am working on book four. That was book three, a uh, two. So I'm working on book four and all of a sudden I'm having trouble with my vision. I thought I needed new glasses. Um, or something along that line. And I went to, um, to the eye doctor and he said that I have, I have a damaged retina plus I have cataracts, really bad cataracts. And so I'm scheduled for surgery, um, coming up in about three weeks and hopefully I will be able to see again so I can finish the story. <laughs> that would be good. And your deadline is right shortly. September after. 1st. Yeah. Yeah, so it's really yeah. cutting into some of your writing times. So yeah, adding. Yeah, it's very, it's very difficult to see, but I have to, I have to keep working because I have to make this deadline. Um, and my my editor was very gracious to extend it. It was a, uh, originally supposed to be turned in June the first. Oh, um, you already so, have it. Yeah, <laughs> so I cannot ask for another yeah. one. Yeah, you're um, up right up against the edge uh, yeah. of it, right? I do. I'll do the best I can. Yeah, uh, and then uh, I will maybe, hopefully, uh, get plenty of chances later on after I turn it in to tweak and 
Yeah. And add stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so during your, your writing process, one of the things that Suzanne and I have used is, um, Temi or Rev, and it's an app that you can speak into, and then it transcribes it. And, and the Rev one, Temi transcribes it, and you get an email right away. Rev is an actual wow. person who hears it and then adds the punctuation and turns oh, it beautiful. Yeah. So I'm wondering, I don't know, uh, it's, it's hard to I tell a story that way, yeah. but it could give you at least some, like, I have story ideas um, and you have somewhere to I've play. never tried it, but I'm open to the idea. Um, yeah, we'll might just see. keep yeah. moving it forward. It's different. Yeah. I've talked mm-hmm. about this before in the program, but it's very different because you're using a different part of your uh-huh. brain to speak, uh-huh. develop story, and speak it. And so at first, like I uh-huh. wrote a bunch of uh-huh. things through oh. Tammy for NaNoWriMo. <laughs> oh yeah, and it was great oh, to get yeah. my word count. But oh, when okay. I went back to read, it, uh. I was just like, oh, oh no, so bad. <laughs> like chunk it. Oh, yeah, I'll try it. I mean, at least yeah. you can move something oh, yeah, forward. I'll keep moving forward. And now, do you have yeah. it all plotted out, yeah. or is that part of what you're still doing? I don't plot. Oh, you're a pantser. Oh, uh, yeah. That's why uh. you need time to go back and fix it. So pantser, uh. it may work to just, like, you yeah. know, kind of talk some of the plot out. No, I didn't like that, and talk yeah. another piece, or, I don't know. Yeah. It might help yeah. you. You won't it be able might. to see. I know. But you'll be able to talk. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to try. Yes. So tell me about uh, the story. Are you allowed to reveal the, the um, premise? The story I'm working on. Yeah. What do you um, or don't you know it yet? <laughs> um, this this series, let me tell you about the series yeah. first. It's about a town of outlaws here in the Texas panhandle in the 1880s, 70s and 80s. And um, it starts out as their hideout. This one group uh, get together and they decide to make a town because they're tired. They're tired of running. They're tired of being hunted. They want more. They want wives. They want children. All the normal stuff. And so they start this town and then they need wives. So... (laughs) So it's this series is really a bleed over from uh, Men of Legend, my Men of Legend series. Uh, one of the brothers, Luke Legend, starts this underground Mellor to Bride service for people who are like like them who can't uh, advertise, they can't go seek things the normal way um, because they are wanted and have prices on their heads oh, and. Wow. Luke Legend gets brides for them, and they they start riding them, and and then eventually, uh, well, in book one, the woman who came uh, had escaped from from a mental asylum, and but she wasn't crazy. Uh, She her step stepmother had put her in there because she was trying to take all their all their land and. Um, their ranch and so she didn't want anything to stand in her way so she, and <laughs> so she yeah but but Tally Shannon escapes and then she starts hiding out and Luke Legend finds her and, and then um, gets her with uh, outlaw 
Clay Kobe. So that was that's interesting. So I'm thinking yeah. of like what what kind of women want to marry these outlaws? Do they know in the series that they're outlaws, or is it uh, just some like, do, but some don't? So it's uh, a surprise like, when they come. That would be yeah. quite a lot of tension. Like the oh, like oh, yeah. it's going to be so oh, wonderful. Yeah. And you're like. Who are these guys? You know, in the know. book that just came out called uh, Saving the, uh, the uh, Male Lord of Bride, she does not know that he's an outlaw. And so she's coming on the stagecoach. The stagecoach stops, and this marshal gets on with the outlaw, uh, Jack Beaudry. The stage overturns and, uh, they, wow. <laughs> they go on the run and got together. Uh, <laughs> and she didn't know. She didn't know that that was the man she was supposed to marry. Oh, she didn't know that he was an outlaw. She didn't know any oh. of it. And she got so mad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the bait and switch. Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah. what do you mean? We have but, to... <laughs> uh, there's a lot of humorous things in that, okay. in that story. Um, I think more than any story I've ever written, because I don't do, uh, humor very well. I, I drift toward the dark stuff. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that seems to be where my mind goes, but. <laughs> but this series had a lot of. <sighs> funny situations. Oh that gosh, you I laughed and laughed. Oh, that's so, so good. As I, sometimes I just have to stop writing and just giggle. Uh, <laughs> because, anyway, some of the, the situations they get into are so funny. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and so when it comes to your mind, you're just like, ah, oh, that's hilarious. It's oh, funny. Yeah. As an author, the, oh, yeah. we're as entertained as the readers, I think. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, they do. And as they a do. pantser, too, when you oh, don't yeah. know where it's going, you uh-huh. have a chance to be, like, surprised, you know, when you don't. I know for oh, me, yeah. when, if I know every bit, when I, I do plot some, uh-huh. but if I uh-huh. know it all, I'm kind of bored with it. And I always go yeah, off on this tangent. You I'm like, You get so bored. Um, yeah. And you, yeah, there's nothing. Um, no intrigue. Yeah. 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 So I just sit down and start writing. Um, I don't try to write anything out, not even an outline. I usually have some loose idea of where the story's going when I start, but it's just a loose idea. So how do you pitch it to your publisher? You have some premise of the story, right? Um, or do they I just love you so I, much? They're like, Linda, just write what you want. Um, <laughs> um, Probably not. I, I really just pitch this, the series and give her a, an idea of the whole series and... And these, these men, I don't know. So it's more of a care, you get the characters, yeah, you get the premise, yeah, the series, and right. kind of where you are taking yeah. it. And that gives you the freedom to do what you want. Uh-huh. That's mm-hmm. exciting. Now tell mm-hmm. me, a lot of our listeners are either want to be published or they're in the process of publishing and some are indie and some are traditional. What advice do you have for, for writers trying to get published with, to find an agent and, and pitch to a publishing house? How, what, how, what was your process and kind of what could you parlay to our audience? I published uh, by entering a contest. Uh, that that was what got me. And and I really love, I really think contests help in toward that, especially if the judges are editors. You have to look at that and see who the, um, who the judges yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so what they kind of, are looking for stories, yeah. all of them, all the time, unique stories, 
write something that um, has rarely been seen, don't write the same thing over and over that they've seen a hundred times, million times, something new, something fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they're looking for. And, and the contest was the National uh, Reader's um, Choice Award, or was it, it a different was, one? Uh, it was with Dorchester Publishing, and it was called A New Historical Voice. Ooh, and uh, that was you? They were... They were looking for new authors, and I entered, and I didn't have much hope when I sent it in because I had sent it so many times. I had (laughs) sent it out over and over, and and I kept getting rejections. Um, Took a chance and sent it in, and two or three weeks later, I get this phone call, and, and she says... Send us the whole thing, the whole manuscript. We want to read the rest of the story. And I did that, and then I get this other phone call, and she says, we're taking you out of the contest, and we want to uh, publish you now. That was my big break. That's fantastic. (laughs) The contests really do help new writers. They... They let you know if what they have is worth pursuing, how much work it needs, lots of things like that. The judges, especially if they write on the manuscripts and and return them. Details, yeah. 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 So it's It's a learning experience, too. Well, and I'm thinking, too, you know, when you, you... You know, you pitch an agent, it goes into the email system, and all these assistants look yes. at it and all this stuff. But yeah. with a contest, it's like they're reading everyone to see who uh-huh. won. They actually read uh-huh. your entry, right. or at least part right. of it. So you yes. may have a better chance of being I seen. I think so. I do think so. And um, not that, I mean, you, have, like, you do have to be careful about the contest because there's a lot of companies out there that oh, yeah, they make their money because yeah. you entered, you paid to enter. And what kind of situation was this a paid entry? contest but you knew it that was. they were editors that um, were actually the part of it was very low something like forty dollars yeah 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 well like I, I know several authors that we've interviewed like i know dorinda jones and uh-huh. um, susan uh-huh. span they had yeah. written entered contests or you know talk to agents for a long time uh-huh. and so mm-hmm. i think that that's a it's another alternative, and maybe it you is. do both it hats. Is. You pitch the agents, um, and then you also do contests, and this is a good. And thing. you're learning in the meantime. With yes. everything you enter, you you learn something, and it all helps to to get uh, an a manuscript ready and gets it polished. And then what's wrong with the story, it, or what yes. things to not yes. do you're, if they you're give able you some details that before good. you send it. To a publishing house. That's good. So. Now, one of the things that I want to talk to you about is the West Texas Writers Academy. Because oh, that's yeah. what I'm doing this whole oh, week. Yeah. And we just went out to dinner with Jody Thomas and um, oh, Phyllis Miranda. Um, and so um, I know you're not part of it this year, but tell the, the listeners what it is and kind of, of what you've gotten out of that. I have attended uh, the the West Texas A&M Writing Academy uh, three times, and I just love it. There's something about being around other writers, immersed in writing for a whole week. You you eat it, you dream it, you <laughs> you <laughs> everything is writing, and the ideas are just flowing around you and. You can't help but get excited uh, 
about something that you're working on and they spark new ideas. You sign up with one, usually there are five classes, but you sign up and only go to one and you're with that in that class for the whole week. You, there's one on one with the teachers. The classes are small. She can, uh, he or she can really help you develop whatever part of your writing you need to. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the one that I took was, uh, with, it's, it's suspense, adding suspense to your novel. Yeah. And so, and it's with Matt Shirley and we're having so much fun. My favorite part of the whole thing oh, is yeah. he gives us a little premise of a story and then yeah. each author takes some time just to write out what oh, they yeah. you know what they're doing, and then he goes around the room and says, "What are oh, you going yeah. to?" And to me, that's like all these ideas, and it's oh, yeah. so cool oh, to see. It's like sparks. Yeah, I'm like oh, and the weirdest yeah. thing that keeps happening uh, in our class mm-hmm. is that almost every time two people are sitting uh, near each other, mm-hmm. but like maybe one behind, they have a similar idea. And oh. Two people over there. It's like, not like they've shared it. There's no talking, and you're like, there's this oh, little yeah. spark that's oh, yeah. passing between oh. them, and it's like it explodes inside. Oh, well, he, and he is a fun. very good teacher. Uh, he is. I haven't taken his classes, but I'm, I know him as a person, yeah. and he's extremely um, well written, well written, and yeah. well taught. Um, he knows what he's talking about. He does. He was a hostage mm-hmm. negotiator and a SWAT team. Oh, yeah. and, uh, police oh, officer yeah. so he's got all the crime stuff uh-huh. um the classes of uh-huh. crime but th- yeah. and there's other ones one is um isn't jolene navarro teaching how to write romance how to write romance there's one that's uh-huh. um what does alice teach she's got uh, like an in-depth i think it's more like plotting and creativity and and oh yeah something more intense on yeah. your Anyway, it's it's been a great experience. And one of the things that I'm doing at the beginning of each, they have a breakfast, I've been teaching marketing. So the morning session is, you know, where I started with marketing plan, where I'm teaching them the basics. And then each day we're adding to their marketing plan oh, with yeah. target market and branding and then social media. Oh, so at I the end... I take your class. No, you have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're doing pretty well. I'm using you oh, in my oh. example again. Remember oh. how I did like Amarillo? Oh, Brandy. Thank you. Because <laughs> Linda writes oh. the, the Westerns. And so I, I'm challenging my listeners to go on to Linda Brode's Amazon and Twitter and Facebook and just kind of see how she set it up. It's Western romance. She's got some really simple visuals and a consistent bio picture and... I think, I mean, it isn't fancy. It isn't no. like you've done a million things and you're like, oh, please don't show. Well, I think you've done yeah. a really good job without it being oh, so complicated for people. Uh, I just took do it all myself. Uh, but you've done a good job. And oh, I feel thanks. like what you're trying to do mm-hmm. with your social media and your website and everything is to create the mood. And I think that's one of well, the things that's that you've where done the really sales well. are. Yeah. That is exactly where yeah. the sales are. Book signings in bookstores are going out. People don't come to those anymore. So it's hard to sell uh, if you don't have an online presence. So I've worked really hard because I don't travel a lot. Yeah. (laughs) That works out good for you that the market has changed because it used to be the way you sold was you go to 20 different cities and sell all these books. So if you're not traveling that much and And vision issues. Yeah. So So it's a a good thing. Mm -hmm. And then for all of us, 
not us, I'm not, but there's a lot of writers yeah. that are introverts and maybe they like their little <laughs> hidey hole. <laughs> they don't have to go out. I know, I love it. I love it. Personality. Yeah. I'm very introverted, so yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you um, have uh, a website that's not super complex. It's a good example. So if you're out there trying to figure out what to do with your website, go look at Linda Brode and I'll put a link in here so that you can find it. But why don't you tell them your website address? Uh, LindaBrody.com. B-R-O-D-A-Y. Yes. B-R-O-D-A-Y. So go look at it. Get some ideas mm-hmm. off of her site. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's done a really nice job with branding and there's links to Thank her other you. things. So, mm-hmm. and then the other oh, thing to look at is her Amazon page. She's got an Amazon. Whenever you look at her books, you click on her name on Amazon. It's uh, a hyperlink to her Amazon mm-hmm. central page and mm-hmm. it has some good information. Simple. It doesn't overwhelm you. So. We'll check it out for uh, your branding. Simple is about all I do. So. But that's, I think that's enough. A lot of people get so intimidated uh, by, oh, I can't even oh, do yeah. one thing. Well, if oh, they can yeah. see an example of something yeah. that's straightforward, mm-hmm. the brand is clear. It's definitely Western romance. You don't have a question yeah. about what your, who your target market is, and that's that's working. Yeah. Well, so in okay. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any other advice that you have for, um, let's think about wh- who you were when you were first starting to write and some of the challenges that you had. What What is something that you can offer advice to them? I think one, obviously, is hope. You kept trying. You were tenacious. You didn't give up. Perseverance, yeah. really. Uh, you just can't give up. No matter how hard it gets, no matter how many times you've tried, you can't give up because if you do, you're sunk. Perseverance is the way to publish. You just keep trying and keep trying and you write, write, write. You don't talk about it. Don't, <laughs> don't say I'm going to just do it. So you have to write the books. Yeah. <laughs> Step one, <laughs> write the books. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what is your process? Do you write every day? I try to write every day. There are some days when I can't, and now that I have this vision problem, it's becoming very difficult, but I do still try to get as much as I can, and I aim for three pages a day. Oh, that's uh, cool. <laughs> that's about what I'm getting That's right not now. bad. That's like um, a thousand words-ish? Yeah, it's about it's a thousand. Not overwhelming, so. but I mean, I've heard a lot of people um, say that if if you write every day, the story stays live in your mind. It does. So you're grocery shopping, and you come up with ideas. You're in the shower. You're oh yeah. The other parts of your yeah. life, it's still flowing around. Uh-huh. When you are separate but, from a while, you yeah. have to like, where was I? And your characters still talk to you. Yeah, that they're in your head. They they tell you stuff. <laughs> Yeah, that's the stuff that makes good books, like mail-order brides for outlaws. I mean, who comes up with this? Linda. But And and tell us about your publisher, just real quick. Who is your publisher? My publisher is Sourcebooks Publishing. They are my, the owner of Sourcebooks was named Person of the Year, for, for 2019, and wow. she is such a dynamic person. She's constantly thinking of um, ways to help authors sell their books. Uh, she she runs these spreadsheets of, of sales and what's what's working and what isn't, and uh, they just 
so dynamic. Good. So they're doing market research. They're doing, they're oh, yeah. finding what works. Yeah. Cause it's constantly yeah. changing. It is it's constantly a moving changing. target for sure. <laughs> and she knows that. Yeah. Good. Source books. <laughs> yeah. Now are they taking manuscripts? Is that something that other writers should look at or they, um, how do, do you know the process? They probably, yeah, I think, uh, they can go to their website uh, and and you can look and see what all they're taking, what all they're looking for. Uh, but the bottom line is something new, something fresh. Yeah. Uh, maybe combining two genres together into one. That that's all something different. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've done that with. My time travel oh, hurricane. Yeah. It's like, is it oh, romantic yeah. suspense? Is it science fiction? Is it time uh, travel? You know, is it romance? <laughs> I don't know. It's a lot of things. I've always loved time travel. Yeah, me I too. We've talked about historicals. Before. I would write time travel. <laughs> Maybe you should combine them because oh. in time travel, oh, yeah. mine they go back in time. Oh and yeah, historical. I know. But I she know. can be modern, and they yeah. think she's a weirdo. Still historical. <laughs> I just love history. So yeah, me too. With my Men of Legend series. It'll remind the readers about Bonanza if they remember that series Love. with the uh, Cartwrights. Yes, and, Little and, Joe. Ooh, oh Adam. yeah, Adam. I grew up on that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this has been great, Linda. I'm oh, so okay. glad to catch up with you again. Oh, good. Tell me what books you have upcoming. What What's on the horizon for your? Uh, next up is uh, an anthology called Longing for a Christmas Cowboy. Oh. I love that title. I wrote uh, an anthology, I mean, a a novella um, with uh, this outlaw town. Uh, It's still still my outlaw series. So, so, and it's about a saloon girl uh, named Rebel Avery. And so, it's a a good story. Cute. And And that comes out when? In September? September. Uh, the end, I think September 28th, whatever that last Tuesday is. Exciting. Uh, okay, so you have the Christmas book, and what else? Uh, then next will be number three of the Outlaw series, and it's, it's called The Mail Order Bride Secret. And <laughs> that comes out in January. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, and that one is very different. She comes to marry this outlaw. But she has an agenda. She's being coerced into turning the outlaw in, finding his, the money he's stolen. Oh. And so she's very devious. <laughs> oh, nice. So you're turning um, it a little bit uh, yeah, around yeah. where she's yeah. more the bad one yeah. than the guy. Is yeah. The I like that. Yeah. Um, is that the one you're writing right now? No. Okay. That's, that's previous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So That's the one good. I'm writing now, the uh, girl can't speak. <laughs> She's not, she doesn't have anything wrong with her. She just has suffered a traumatic experience and she won't speak. But she, but she will eventually. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> no, you hope for that. I mean, that's oh, yeah. obviously. And then oh, you yeah. want to know what she has uh, to say by the time she oh, talks. Yeah. That's yeah. The, the intrigue too, is like what made yeah. her not talk She's and now secrets. <laughs> what's coming out when she does start to speak oh, and yeah. how does that, how does yeah. she represent that? So, yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. good. Do you know how it ends? So, uh, sort of. <laughs> Do you know the middle? 
I'm about halfway, yeah. Um, so there, but there's a piece you don't know because that's why yeah, you don't finish it, right? Yeah. That's how you yeah. Right. That's good. Right. Uh, so many ideas. Uh, I love oh, yeah. it. Now, are you wrapping up that series or is it continuing? No, uh, uh, book four that I'm working on will end the series and then I'm going to move to the early, the turn of the century. And Ooh. I've never set a story at the turn of the century, so this is going to be brand new territory. Good. Well, that'll make uh, it exciting for you, though. Like, yeah. new subject matter, yeah. new problems, new everything. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Do you have a, a name um, for the series? No, not yet. All right. Not as soon yet. as we know, I'll tell you all. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good. Well, that's exciting. Now, you publish two books a year, or is it more with um, a novella in there somehow? It or? depends. There's been several years I've published five. Wow. Um, Shut up. This year will just be three. <laughs> just God. three. I can't even get one Thank out God. in two years. <laughs> three. <laughs> wow. But, yeah. Um, I hope to slow down. Yeah. Uh, at some point, I'm getting older, and uh, <laughs> it's time to slow down. Yeah, it's um, a pretty. That's a really fast pace yeah. because the publishing process. Is, as is soon as you're done, they're like, "Okay, next one gets started," and you kind of yeah. need some time in between to like recreate uh-huh. ideas mm-hmm. and stuff. So yeah, uh, I want to be able to take time to do other things. Um, take trips or or go to the movies or <laughs> you're not doing any of those things <laughs> I, I need to do more things I'm becoming stale yeah, well that's uh, that's a good goal just to have a normal life oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. see you guys the heart and soul Linda puts into her books she didn't even go to a movie no Poor <laughs> Oh, well, that's exciting. Well, I, I do appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Well, and, thanks. Um, everyone, oh, gosh. Go, go check out Linda's book. She's got so many creative ideas and lots of different series to go. Like, oh, if you like thanks. historical romance, um, westerns, uh, uh, and now read, you know, the turn of the century. So look for that. Oh, yeah. Well. Lots ahead. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful. And uh, thank you for joining us on Blondie and the Brit. You can find our show notes and more information about our podcast at blondieandbrit.com. That's B-L-O-N-D-I-E-A-N-D-B-R-I-T.com.